Merry New Year! Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you for correcting my English, which stinks. I am Nanja Ibuko, exchange student from Cameroon. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hello. It's got McLeod here, joins us my good friend of course, Paul Brown. Hello. And I'll say right off the bat, a Merry New Year to all of you. Merry New Year. <laughs> this is the first time you and Paul got together to record <laughs> in 2023. I gave him a present. Yes, you did. I'll get to the present in a second. But, you know, a belated Christmas present. But, you know, we did record an episode in December on Final Four, which didn't come out until just recently. So that's technically the first episode. This is the first episode we are recording in person. And not mm-hmm. a pre-recorded mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. There we are here. You're... So, how was your Christmas, Scott? Mm. Did you have a good Christmas? I did have a good Christmas. I think you did know. You, what? Did you get lots of lovely things? Well, well, I liked the things that I got, and I got a decent amount of things. Cool. I did too. I got, I got some cool electronics. <laughs> so I did. My, my brother got me some. He got me a cool card. Uh-huh. I opened the cart, 20 quid in it, mm-hmm. and maybe drove in it up to the value of a tankard, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was pretty awesome, you know. And my dad got me some cool CDs. Mm-hmm. My brother, though, he, uh, Brian got me with Metallica, with Volume 2 of the mm-hmm. Live 89 gig. He got me the Volume 1 for my birthday. Mm-hmm. He got me Volume 2 for Christmas, which was awesome. My brother also, he got me Dead or Alive, Youthquake, mm. Vinyl, awesome, you know, because you know I love Dead or Alive, sure, yeah. you know I love Vinyl, <laughs> so, you do. so, you know, just awesome, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was cool, and uh, Brian made Christmas dinner as well, lovely Christmas dinner he made, I had dinner at my mum's, so it was a very awesome but very standard Christmas in my side of things. So it probably made Christmas dinner thing you had at your mum's? Oh no, we had, we had, I had Boxing Day dinner at my mum's. Oh right. Yeah, Boxing Day dinner. I see, I see. Brian made a lovely uh, bacon wrapped chicken thing. Mm, lovely. And he bought a, he bought an air fryer for the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And he did something, you know one of those little recipe hacks that you get online sometimes mm-hmm. you think, yeah I'm going to give that a go. He tried it. It was mm-hmm. awesome. He seen a thing online about doing tinned potatoes, like tin boiled potatoes in an air fryer and doing roast potatoes. Mm-hmm. And he done it. I'm not going to give away his secrets, but <laughs> needless to say, he put them with the meal. They were fantastic. They were one, they were one of mm-hmm. the best bits of the meal. Yeah. So. If you haven't got the idea of this right now, if you haven't got the idea by now, and if you're only listened to this, we only joined us in the last year, so this is basically our annual, hey, we haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks, let's talk about Christmas stuff and shit we did. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, the Christmas period is one of, like, the best parts of the year, really. Mm -hmm. Of course. You know, and I did, uh, as you said, I did watch the Patrick Stewart version of Christmas Carol. Ah. I've got to say, I liked it. I thought he was really good in the role. Mm -hmm. But, in the sense of non-musical versions, mm-hmm. I've got to say, I don't know if you've watched it yet, I prefer the George C. Scott version. Yeah, I was going to watch it like Christmas Eve, I was looking at it, I thought I found it, but then I had stuff on, like, Dexter, on the Christmas, had, had a couple of keys, and one day he'd be fine, the next day his tummy was a bit 
I mean, uh, it's a, and we find, what we think about Dexter is when we, he... We're we, used to, what we were doing with Jesse, were you giving him treats? No, it just, I don't know what it is that caused him to be like that. We've tried to think of what it is that caused him, but we don't know for sure. But he, he's fine now. He was fine by, by that evening, so he was fine Christmas Day. Oh, that's good, that's good. But the thing with Dexter is obviously sometimes you, you, know, you take him down, you do the toilet, and or sometimes he may have an accident and you don't really give me trouble with it because he's not, doing, he's not doing it maliciously or anything like that. But other than that, you, you'll feel it, but it won't do anything like toilet wise. You just like, you need to let him like, get through it. Like, he because he, he's a dog, he doesn't. He can't process that this this is temporary and that you'll get through it. It's like Jessie when you take her walk out for a walk and she'll do that thing dogs mm-hmm. do, you know, we'll get in that way they get when mm-hmm. they're doing their business. Then she'll do nothing and she'll end up in total walking a semicircle, <laughs> basically in that position. You're like, it's not working for you, is it? <laughs> you know. So Dexter likes to go lie down in a comfortable place, like under the table or somewhere like that, when he's not feeling great. And but this year he decided, I'm gonna go crawl under the tree. <laughs> and I don't know if anyone else does this in their house, but in the lead up to Christmas, once for trees up, my mom like takes presents that she's given to like aunties, cousins, people like that, and puts them under the tree in the lead up to Christmas until like Christmas Eve night when she puts everyone else's that's actually in the house. And, mm. So for the you know, just to help create the festive like feeling. We had to like move some of the presents away because Dexter was crawling over presents and like I don't know what's in half these mom wrapped these this could be fragile stuff that he's just stepping on like Yeah, hey, we got you this. It's a bit smashed, Dexter will feel had a bit dicky tummy. Whilst whilst we discuss I'm gonna roll me a cigarette. I have I have my you know, obligatory single filter for this for the show. Mm. So yeah, it's also, also a great opportunity this show us to, you know, we'll ramble at the best of times. But I think like we've saved up a few weeks worth of rambling. And oh, then... we we have, we have. And so this is our chance just to get it out. May, may I ask, and I know this is just a ramble so we can go subject to subject here. Have yeah. you had a chance to watch Raw yet? Properly? Um, what parts have I know, like what's ha- what the main story is, what happened? Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I watched it. Mm-hmm. All, all the joys of TV. <laughs> I watched it, and you know what? I fucking loved it. She got bitched, man. She got oh yeah, the the one title match. She got the beats. <laughs> you know, three, legit three stitches. Yeah, I know, I know. She got the beats, man. Love it, Bianca Belair. She she went on Twitter afterwards, like showing like yeah, the like, oh, right, I'm all cut up. Well, good. Shite with you. Your like body braid. Alexa's not winning though, you know that, right? I don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't, I know, Rhea's the only one it. Right. But I don't care that Alexa is not going to win it. I just like seeing that you can get in a bit of a doing. So you watched Raw. <laughs> That's basically what you're saying. Yeah, I watched Raw. I really enjoyed that. I haven't watched the main event yet, well. You know. I know what happened in the main yeah. event. Because I said, I said on... Some Facebook groups, and this this got me a little meh, but you know, fuck it. You don't like my opinion, fucking don't don't listen, don't read it. Fuck you, Mm -hmm. you know. But I said the two things I hope for wrong. Mm -hmm. I said I hope Alexa Bliss beats that bitch and gets the title offer. Are you saying those exact words? More or less. Mm. I I put asterisks in my sentences. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah, that helps, yeah. Put it that way, helps. Right? It, that helps in the same way of saying no offence before you say something. I know somebody. I do that a lot when I write messages on Facebook. 
But anyhow, I said, I hope Alexa beats that bit senseless and takes the title. Uh-huh. I got part of that, so I was happy. And I said, and I hope Theory retains. Mm. Unfortunately, I got that not in the way I wanted it, mm. because unfortunately Seth was injured. Yes, it was. sucks, yeah. you know. I hate it, because as much as I think mm. Seth is a pain in the hole, yeah. the guy's great, mm-hmm. you know. It's, do you know the thing, like, the only thing really that I dislike about the guy? Yeah. That fucking laugh. I think he knows that. <laughs> you That's know, why he does it. I know, you're like, ha ha ha, you're like, shut up, you dick. I think with Theory. The oh, Theory's awesome. Uh, the, the story, I think, is they won the plan initially that they had, and then they were questioning it, went after they had to get rid of the money in the bank, but then they might be back on it again as Theory Cena. Because Theory even said, being as young as he was, like. <laughs> What? Why are you laughing? <laughs> Just when you mentioned Cena in his bald spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all. Like, mate, like, cool. Like, just give up. Oh, it's all that money. I mean, Wayne really got plugs. <laughs> you know? Just plug that, plug that wee bit up in the back, man. I'll keep your hat on. Or maybe just tell cameras, don't shoot Cena from behind. Oh, keep, look, keep him side on or frizz on the front. You know, just shave it, man. <laughs> just shave it. It'll make you look younger. Like, you used to have a kind of a shaver in kind of I bit. had that military cut. Aye, go back to that, because, like, trying to grow it out at the top is what's making it more noticeable. Oh, he, he started with, like, Mark Wahlberg with a bald spot. Like, uh, so, but, like, so I think, because Theory's even said, like, because he's that young, but growing up and getting into wrestling, like, Cena was top for a lot of that, and uh, even when he started wrestling, people... He kind of liked and then didn't like people comparing him to Cena. Yeah. So I think it feels like a Jericho Michaels thing. Like I used to want to be like you, and now I don't. So now I need to, I need to beat you. That's a very good but very often forgotten feud. That yeah, you know well, Michaels and Jericho the early feud. I think they I they remember the two thousand eight part of it, but they don't remember the twenty nineteen or the two thousand and nine. I mean, nineteen. Yeah, mania nineteen yeah, part 19. of it. Yeah. I did tell you this thing with Jericho was on Inside the Ropes when he talked about coming up with, I think it was the, uh, I can't remember if it was the beginning or the finish, I'll say the beginning, but he said I was, he was in a sporting booth trying to find like some stuff to wear under his, under his trunks for the for the match in Seattle, and he went, like everyone gets a certain amount of ring time, and so before, I knew there later that day I'd be meeting Sean at the stadium to go through our match, and he got an idea, a bunch of ideas go together, and he, he brought a legal pad and a pen from the person working there, he wrote a bunch of stuff down, yeah. he goes, and Mike goes in, so what you got? And he goes, well, I think I got the beginning. And Mike goes, really? I think I got the finish. And they both explain their ideas. And in the space of 10 minutes, they worked at the whole match. And went, all right, see you on Sunday. <laughs> and fucked <laughs> off. I done the start. I done the end. Yeah. Find a bit in the middle. Sound was good. Also, Jericho talked about, I think it was his fourth Mania match. And he said it's the first good one he had because, you know, he said certain matches are a lot of... wrestling the goat. Oh, yeah, but he like said certain matches are good because they're allowed to the time to be good. Not every match I make can be a lot of the time. He said that's the first match I had on Mania at that point that was properly given the time. Because if you think about it, just under, like, the Hogan, McMahon, The Rock stuff, the two world titles, then you got that as, like, the next big, big marquee match. match. Uh, well, that, like, aside from showing his whole comeback thing yeah. with, with SummerSlam thing, that was his first WrestleMania mm-hmm. since 14. This is where you start and get into that. Maybe I can have a proper run again, run not, again. Just that, not just the odd match every now and well, then. That was one of the rare times when he still looked like he did back in the day. That was before he started wearing the Rey Mysterio-style chaps. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, 
So I think he started doing that though because he knew he was often missing leg day in that era. I think we we see the. I was going to say, go back to that. I was going to say that I think he needs to go back to cutting the promos that he cut like the weeks after he lost the money in the bank. Because I think I feel like it went, like especially the Monday after he won the US title again at some Survivor Series, I did. I worried he was regressing back to the old style of theory. Kind of promo, I think stupid if, theory. Aye, if he does that against Cena, Cena, promo wise, we'll people, eat him. people don't credit Cena just how good he can be in a promo. He might like the Rock, like if you don't bring your A game against him, he'll cut you fucking down to size. Aye, just like he has cut himself down to size <laughs> because he seems. You noticed about Cena now? What is he like? Close to fifty now? No, no, he's like early forties. Oh, is he? Well, that makes it worse. Right. So he's early forties, right? Mm. And well, he's just be. come off playing uh, the Peacemaker, peacemaker right? Peacemaker, right. Can I just say, he's turned up at Raw, right? Uh-huh. With his bald spot, <laughs> which is bad enough. <laughs> but did you notice, like, he, was, he seemed so... <laughs> he needs to fucking get back in that gym and... Or, you know, take his supplements again. <laughs> I, think, I don't think he's on the same, like, schedule. I think he needs to, like, fit time in between, like, promotion and, like, find time when he's not... When he doesn't need to be on set... To like have his own like workout because like Rock even Rock said that when he was training for the match with Cena matches with Cena he still had to do filming so he'd he'd arrange for a ring to be brought somewhere near set he'd have guys like Kurt Hawkins come over he'd do he'd fit in practice time yeah, yeah, yeah. but he really need, I mean Cena really needs to get his yeah. his size back you know what I mean because that I mean that pasty looking half sized man <laughs> is nothing like the the chiseled looking kind of olive looking. <laughs> No, big yeah. Cena that was like see Cena like and I used to I used to hate Cena but about as much as I hate Bianca Belair. I yeah. used to hate him that much. I used to think he was a cock. But seeing near the end of his his main run when he had started to, you know, actually wrestle really well. Yeah. See the size of him then? Mm-hmm. Near the end of his main run. He needs to be that size again. See yeah. that fucking like eight pack mm-hmm. rippling veins kind of Cena. <laughs> needs to be that size again, man. Like, yeah. The reason I say early forties, I'm pretty sure like he and Orton would have been around about the same age when they were starting in OVW, and also they did the recent like both of them are both celebrated like twenty years of yeah. OVW because of like coming out of OVW. Orton's on half a mil more than Bray. There you go. Yeah, Bray's on four, Horton's on four and a half. There you go. But like, so Brock's on twelve. You gotta think how the younger because like if they're around about the same age and Orton obviously like at twenty four was with twenty four when he won the world title for the first time, then they must have they must be around the approaching mid forty kind of stage and edges for edges forty eight. Yeah, I think Randy's forty six or forty seven or something. I think. Yeah. And I think, according to Teddy Long, mm-hmm. Matt Riddle used to keep his fingers crossed if he wants to get his job <laughs> to continue, you know what I mean? Hey, yeah. Bro! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, rehab! Bro! He's a dick! Bro! <laughs> Maybe yeah. he needs to come back without all that bro shit! Bro! <laughs> bro! That's plenty. Oh, you seen the poster, by the way? From, uh, aye, from, aye. from the Rumble, aye, with, all the lightning, with all the lightning and the, the caption, this year's Rumble's going to be electrifying. Who could that be in reference to? Mordecai. <laughs> no. 
got it. It's Max Moon. You're an idiot. Warlord? <laughs> no, stop it. Um, it's The Rock, it's obviously The Rock. Oh, I was going to say Raiden. Please, please just stop. The Mortal Kombat. You know. <laughs> please stop it. Too far. Hmm. Yeah. You know, The Rock, they're talking about, you got Cena, I don't know if Cena will be around the Rumble, but supposedly, like, an extra 4,000 tickets were sold for that SmackDown he showed up in after they announced he was going to be in that mm. tag match, so... Just say, Cena's still got some some drawing ability. Like, I even seen people online saying like, I bought these tickets a week before he was announced. They were thirty dollars. I went online after he was announced. That same section had gone up to like a hundred dollars for. <laughs> like, oh, you want to come here see us? Yeah, you will pay us the money we demand. Pay us to see him. <laughs> Please, we are a struggling company. We don't have much money. The more you pay us, the more he will work out. <laughs> The more you pay us, the more follicles he will be able to replace. <laughs> because he is bald. Ding. Bald, my eyes. I'm talking to my cat now. <laughs> bald, bald. He <laughs> put the cat down, man. What is it? There you go. <laughs> Are you talking to the people? Well, 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 you, well, sorry, we were distracted by a fucking cat. We were distracted by the cat, but we are not being mean to the cat. We are just petting the cat and letting him walk around us. Because that's what he does. He is a cat. Cats like to do that. Yes, they do. Yes, we can talk about more wrestling later on, but yes, we, 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 should, we should go back to what we were talking about in terms of Christmas and such. Well, I I waxed lyrical about my Christmas. You never said a well, lot about yours. Well, I didn't get a chance. So you just suddenly started going into. Uh, I thought I was going to introduce the Christmas day bits, and then you just started talking. I know, I know. I, I was just so excited about it. Yes, I'm sure you were. Did you did you, did you partake in our, your usual Christmas Eve viewings? Oh, I did. I did. I did. I will. I will be honest, though. I will be honest. I did not watch my traditional Muppet one mm. because I watched. I had a little sort of uh, Christmas Carol marathon of sorts because I watched cool. the Kelsey one, mm-hmm. I watched the Patrick Stewart one, I watched the George C. Scott one, mm-hmm. and then I watched the George C. Scott one again. <laughs> like, I thought that one was so good I actually looked up the actor, I didn't realise he was an American actor, George C. Scott. Uh-huh. But his English accent in the role... Mm-hmm. It was really good, and his part, like, his portrayal of Scrooge, I thought was probably the best non-musical one, as I say. Because mm-hmm. he kept the same, like, I suppose, like, you know the way we were discussing the Kelsey one? Yeah. And I, I said he was kind of crotchety, like, <laughs> all through it, and it was just kind of comical. Yeah. Well, George C. Scott does that, but in the right way, you know what I mean? He seems mm-hmm. grizzled and gruff and, like, you know, like, ah, mm-hmm. like, like, that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kelsey was like, yeah. you know. So, George C. Scott gets the tone of it right, I think. Mm-hmm. And in both senses, you know, like, in the, like, the gruffness at the start, the realisations in the middle and then at the end. Because one of the ways you can always tell it's good is to see that despair at the end when he finally realises the... The horror of his yeah. ways, and he's at the gravesite. He's like, "Oh, you know, please tell me I can. These are just images. I can. I can fix this." Yeah. 
that you know that whole moment just before he wakes up in his bed and he's like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> and then he goes, "You boy, you, what day is it? It's Boxing Day." George oh. ah. <laughs> <laughs> C. Scott turns into one me. <laughs> I, I was watching the Muppets, like, but as every year when I watch it, I notice it more. The the Ghost of Christmas Future. And uh, the and the Michael Caine version really goes by far too quickly. I think I I don't really notice it as the years go by. The creepy Grim Reaper one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He's like he sees him. He's like, "Yo, spooky! Oh look, I'm in the street." And there's these creepy guys who robbed my house. You don't know Teddy Tim's dead. Back to the gravesite. Yeah. Part of the reason I think Scrooge must be returned to this place is probably because of the baggy mate again. I swear I was just here two minutes ago. Do you know what I've got to say in the in the Michael Caine version mm-hmm. or the one Muppet version? Mm-hmm. Don't you find the ghost of Christmas past very ethereal and creepy? In a sense. Slightly unsettling. In the yeah. sense of like in the in the in the Scrooge version yeah. she's crap. In the Patrick Stewart version she's just what she is. Mm-hmm. And in the George C. Scott version Still cool, but yeah. not quite like in the in the Muppet version. It's not even a Muppet. It's not even yeah. a person, but it's ethereal and kinda. I find the worst Christmas past like obviously the the moments that Scrooge sees are often quite important to the story. I often find the matter the version the ghosts the Christmas past is often the most forgettable of the three ghosts mm. in terms of Luke or you can't even forget that. the ghost of Christmas present. No, you can never forget that him. He's always the, the mo- come in and know me better, man. He's the one I always I'm most interested to see, as I said before, whenever there's a new adaptation, I always see how do they handle the ghost of Christmas because I think he has the biggest impact on Scrooge He was overall. crap in the Kelsey one. Oh, yeah. He was crap in that so, one. But compared to the other two, he was fucking night and day above the other two. Hmm. The interesting point is, right, is that I never knew until I'd watched the non-musical versions when it comes to the ghost of Christmas present, you know, uh, want, and yes. want and greed. Mm-hmm. With two children, with weird children yeah. under his coat. You're like, yeah. why are you keeping children under your cloak, you weirdo? <laughs> you know, but, like, I never knew. That was quite an ominous and quite a serious part of the story. And it, like, up until that point, I never even knew that part of it was... Yeah, like, cause, like my introduction is that this Chris Carroll was to the Muppets, and then you read the book, I had to read the book for school. Yeah. And then you, you see the differences. Like, there's a few scenes I think they took out, like, including that one, and I'm assuming because... <laughs> Well, there were some dark moments in it. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Even in the Muppet one. Yeah, that, even in the Muppet one, they knew yeah. that. But they also knew, like, this is also technically a Muppet movie, so we had to draw the line at some bits. Yeah, but, so like, when you see the actual, like, version of yeah. it, you're like, jeez, oh, you yeah. Know? Plus, I don't know how you go from Joville come in and now we're trying to look at these two children. Yeah. It's interesting you bring that point up as well, though. You're talking about reading the book. Yeah. Um... I've always found it really awesome. Like, see when you see a film that's based on a, based on a book... When you've, I find it so much more gratifying when I've seen the film mm-hmm. and then I read the book. Yeah. I find that so much more gratifying because you get, you've seen the film and you love the film and nine times out of ten it's always acted out or portrayed by your favourite actors or actresses or whatever, right? Yeah. When you read the book, as you say, you it fills in so it fills in so much more of a story. Like the best example I had of that is I've seen have you seen the film Misery? Yes. The Stephen King film? Brutal film. Yes. You know, James Caan and Kathy Bates are phenomenal in that. But I read the book 
in the book itself is so much more descriptive. I mean, you know the way Stephen King I mean, writes. I mean, Stephen King's books, you can fucking prop up a table very thick a lot of Stephen King's books are, so it's no surprise that a lot of them, you know, don't, don't you used to feel like that's why they're so often on you know, American TV they do like mini series about each yeah. book because doing it in a TV form more often than not helps you break up mm-hmm. and actually keep more of the story. Like, personally, I'd really, talking to Stephen King, I'd yeah. really like to read, like, you know, I fucking love that, that Johnny Depp film, Secret Window. Yes. I, I love that movie. Yeah. Because that bitch girl, she fucking deserved. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'd love to read the short story it's based on Secret Window, Secret Garden. Yeah. You know, never, never read it, but I would love to read that. You know, there are, honestly, people who are a lot more well-read than I will say that often, no, the, the film can never compare to the book. Like, read, oh. you should read the book before you see the film. I'm like, no. No, no, no. Never read the book before you see the film, because yeah. then you'll be disappointed by the fucking film. Yeah, because then you'll have an expectation of it, and then you'll never really know. Yeah. Always watch the movie first, because then the book is a lot much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes the book better just by proxy, you know what I mean? And plus, also, I like to... Imagine the voices through my head when I'm reading a bit, and so if you can imagine the actors' voices, yeah, yeah, totally. Like I read, I read the book Red Dragon after I also seen both versions of the film. Read it, read, read the lived scenes back, of course, in fucking Anthony Hopkins' voice. Mm-hmm. I not at that point. Totally, totally. So I, I totally agree with the idea of like reading the book afterwards. Yeah, that is, I mean, I, I call it anyone that says that like read the book before you see the film. Mm-hmm. Reading a book before you see a film nine ten out of ten only brings disappointment mm-hmm. because, as you say, you go into it with an expectation and you you don't get that and you're like fucking stiffed here, man. Well, <laughs> one 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 this thing I didn't like when I was reading Red Dragon, another bit with the whole oh, there's a secret note in Lecter's cell and he's communicating with somebody. yeah, yeah, very 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 much like uh, Cyrus the virus and Conair. <laughs> he had secret notes in his cell. But like it's a case of like that's a quick scene in the film, but like still very interesting the way they do it based on the Red Dragon version, right? But it takes up almost two chapters almost in the book, yeah. and I'm like and I'm reading through it like I know where where this goes like it's really stuff. He's he gives them Will's home address, but like the process that Tom we Tom has tried to create a process of them decoding it isn't as interesting as he'd like to think. Like. Can we get to the bit do you where... do you occasionally find books of that nature a little overly descriptive? Sometimes there is such a thing as overly describing things. Yeah, sometimes being over descriptive or over analytical or yeah, you're like you're, yeah, you're... it's like set the scene and let us dig into this world and everything. But sometimes there are details that you yeah, don't we don't need, need every like... note and fucking detail of the fucking scene. You know what I mean? Do you need to know every time the sound just scratched his ass? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it can be in a book. Maybe, maybe an extreme example, but <laughs> but very apt, very yeah, apt, yeah. <laughs> very apt. I mean, I'm being so I'm being so vocal and so well spoken for being a little high and a little little inebriated. Oh, well, sometimes that can be a, a side effect, a good side effect of it. It really alcohol. can. It really can. Oh, and that is since we're on a random show today. One little bit of news I heard, which I was quite pleased about, is a li- little bit of a serious topic. Well, I say a little bit, it's quite a serious topic. But it, is, it relates to celebrity. A mm-hmm. uh, guy that you know fine well, I'm very fond of, Marilyn Manson. Uh-huh. One of one of those said nasty cases against him was thrown out and it's gone. I see. Yeah, so one of those is dealt with. Mm-hmm. And my friend sent me the Facebook message of the, the news report right and I messaged him back go, I said great 
That's one fucking domino down. <laughs> now get the rest of the fucking dominoes and take the fucking lies with them. Bastards. <laughs> you know. Because, I, I mean, I don't want to speak negatively, you know what I mean? There's still tales to be said, but and I, I do have a little bit of bias, you know what I mean? But I really don't believe what any of that is true about him, and I would like to see it dealt with, you know? Yeah. Well, here's a random thing I want to talk about before we go back to Christmas. Oh, no, my, my joint has gone out. Oh, dear. I'll have to relight that. Well, a random thing I wanted to mention before we go back to the Christmas day, but... Uh, I seen a weird story come out that uh, in the US it's something that could affect wrestling and that the US uh, Federal Trade Commission basically wants to stop businesses from, uh, you know, business owners from making employees sign non-compete clauses. Oh. Which means going forward in wrestling, if someone leaves the promotion, they get released or they want their release, the contract comes up. Well, you didn't get have a non-compete when your contract came up, but if you got released or asked for it, you do have a 90 days or 30 days if you're in NXT. Yeah. But now it seems to be a case of that goes through and they get their way, then it's a case of, like, if you choose to leave WWE on the Monday, you could be an impact with Japan or AEW by the Friday, or vice versa, you could be an AEW on the, on the Wednesday by the Sunday you're in WWE. Well, let's be honest. Out of all those companies you've talked about, no one would go to AEW. I mean, the reason I mention AEW is because... In terms of, in ter- well, and the reason I joined today, W, is because, like, in terms of wanting to like, have a big empire, oh, I, went, I was here, and now I'm over here, isn't that, is that New Japan has a weird schedule in terms of their shows, and also Empire does a lot of taping, so, because uh, the reason I said AEW is, like, I needed someone that would have a live show that you could do, like, and I'm here Monday, here on Friday. What was that first thing you said? A big? I didn't hear, I don't remember. You said a big impact. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. impact. I'd say, like, if you wanted to go immediately and invite as soon as you went, you could, you'd, you'd have to wait. You, you wouldn't be able to immediately show up because, like, because yeah. we know how much they like to tape you, in advance. You wouldn't, you, know? you wouldn't be able to do a Lex Luger. No, that's basically what I was trying to get across. Yeah, or, yeah. or a Rick Rude, if you Or will. a Rick Rude, yeah, who appeared on this, two different shows on the same night. He did, yes. But let me ask you this one in regards to impact. Yes. From what you have seen, I know you say you have a lot to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand, and how much do you know of the design? I know, I know, and why? I know that Eric Young is dead now. Where do you stand on them from what you've seen so far? I think it looks pretty good. I like the weird change in look for for dinner. He's got his big button shirt. He he reminds me of Charles Manson. He is very Charles Manson because he's just he just stands there and he goes, "Excellent." <laughs> he's like a cross between Charles Manson and Mister Burns. <laughs> Because he stands there, like, he has his hands all, like, Mr. Burnsy, and he stands there and watches while his con and yeah. angels beat the merciless shit out of Sammy Callahan, and then he sits on him agrees, and goes, yes, excellent. He just looks away from the ring and goes, excellent. It's all falling into place. <laughs> Sammy Callahan, you wish to join the design? Well, first, I must fire the jade monkey for the next full moon. <laughs> Actually, we found the jade monkey. It was in your golf box. Excellent. So falling into place. <laughs> so which one do you think is Smithers? Angels or Con? Angels. Yeah, Angels and Smithers. I don't even need to ask that one. I know Smithers. When I die, you shall be buried alive <laughs> with me. Okay. 
Watch an episode where like Homer accidentally helped say, stop a nuclear meltdown. Everyone lords him for it, even though he like I don't know how I did that. Like Wizard Burns is on the news, like oh no, there's nothing to nothing to worry about. Sir, worth my radio dude. Forget you, it's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> or like or like the bit where he tries to go through the escape pod. But the love of God, sir, there are two seats. <laughs> I, I need to, to move my feet up. <laughs> For the love of God, sir, there are two seats. <laughs> I need to put my feet up. <laughs> Look, Smithers, pile of money in the very stupid man are still here. Mm-hmm. Take it, take it. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Simpsons. Ah, oh, TV. Ah, oh, things. Do you know, Scott, I love TV. As do I. Uh, and thanks, thanks to my Christmas gift that I got, I have I have all the TV. What uh, did you get, Paul? I got a Fire Stick. Oh, Scott. good for you! It's super cool. Do you know what I watched the other day? I watched My Wife and Kids. Oh, that's on Disney Plus as well. Yeah, I, I've been I've been I watched the first season of it back. I've watched Isn't many more of it. In a fun show, it is. In a fun show, and I watched uh, I watched Zoolander this morning. <laughs> Uh, right. I love Zoolander. Isn't that a good movie? It is. The second movie's horrible. I never watched it. I don't want to. Oh, you... No, you don't. No. No, you don't. It is horrible. <laughs> I watched it, and I, I... I wish it had never, ever existed. No. So dark. It was that awful. Mm-hmm. The first one's great, well. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of film, I talked to you about how that, that film, Megan, that you wanted to see, I think it's out today at time recording. Yeah. Uh, the the critical score came in. Also, you get like ninety six, sc- wasn't it? Yeah, because like you have like advanced screens for like critics and that to get to get buzz yeah. on. Like where like where, that's where you get the posters where you have all the critic reviews. Yeah. I I did and say to you, well, I was a little like taken aback because I'd read uh I'd read an interview with the director I mm-hmm. think and she was saying that the powers of be as it were had said that we want we'd taken it down to a PG thirteen rating. Uh-huh. So like you get more butts and seats, as it were. Yeah. You know, and I was a little like, you know the way I am with yeah. that kind of thing. I was very like taken aback, and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna fucking watch that now. But then, but then the then the critics come out and like, because like if it was bad, if it was shit, then I think the score would not be that high because like there's a there's a history of like PG thirteen related horror films being put out in January because January has been known apparently from people I follow who know more than I do about films say that. There are certain films that are prayer in January because they do have so little faith and they thought, ah, oh, well, it's after the holidays, no one will go see it, so we don't, we don't regret lose money on this. And like, but the films that do, like, come have come out in the past, like PG thirty ones and on the horror genre, are, are either sequels to franchises that have long since overplayed their premise, or ones that have a case of like, oh, what do we have? We have a title and a bit of a premise. Well, and nothing else. Let me ask you this one, right? Whereas this one actually looks like it had a decent story. Let me ask you this one then, right? PG-13. Mm-hmm. And American cinema, right? That's an American cinema rating, yes. right? Is a PG-13 like a 15? I think it's relatively... It's somewhere between a 12A and a 15. Relatively. We're in a bit there. I think it's similar-ish to a 12A. Like, what, what, what would the, like, say, the Blair Witch have been? I don't know. I've never, well, I've never watched it, but I don't think you don't see anything really uh, graphic on screen. It's about what you don't see. So I don't think that would be higher than. Do a PG-13. you think that would be a PG? Because I've I've watched this. Uh, I've watched the Blair Witch yeah. numerous times. I yeah. love that movie. Like I know lots of people think like, oh, like, lots of people see it the way Family Guy parodied yeah. it, and this is like nothing's happening. 
Nothing's happening. Done. Nothing's happening. It's done. People seem pissed. Yeah, like, but I, I, you know, I like to think I'm a little bit more nuanced than that. You know, I, I appreciate the film for its. Well, I think, I think it's all about what happened on screen and uh, with the Blair Witch Project, you don't actually see anything because it's about, you know, the implication. The implication that scary shit's happening. Yeah, and fucked up shit's happening. Obviously, if you're not showing the, the well, shit happening, not, then I don't think it needs to be a Not rooted. actually true, having watched the film all yeah. the time, as I might say, but two things happen that are kind of like, like, visually like oh what the fuck is that you know like one bit is when they're inside the tent yeah and they start hearing kids laughing and shit uh-huh. and like what the fuck is that and then we start seeing hands pressing in on the tent and they fucking cackle cell and run like fuck you know and also a bit after like the first guy goes missing you know yeah. josh the only cool looking one out of three of them uh-huh. he goes missing and then a day later she wakes up there's a little bundle outside the tent, and it's wrapped in his shirt. Mm-hmm. Well, part of his shirt, you know. And she opens it up, and his necklace is in it, and all of his teeth. Mm. All right, and it's all bloody and shit. And she's like all panicking and shit. And well, she, then again, like you said, like you see hands and other skin, and then seeing teeth. So again, a lot of that is again implying like, like yeah. basically like, the teeth one especially is basically implying. We didn't show yet, but you know, Josh got fucked up. Josh is fucked. Yeah, like I said, a lot of the stuff that would take it from an R or PG thing that separates the two is a lot about what happens on screen. So a lot of like, fuck, it's good. The Blair Witch kind of fucks with your mind, makes you think of it, stuff that may have happened. Yeah. I don't think, plus they was one of the first of that found footage genres. I don't think they would have known back then how to really classify it. And plus, most found footage films really don't get the R. Kind of rate, I don't think. Is there any particular found footage film like you personally like enjoy? I don't know. Well, well, not in the horror one. There's a found footage kind of almost superhero style movie that was in like 2011 called Chronicle. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff, a lot of times they explain the camera being ways it's doing is because it's got one of the abilities these guys get like being able to levitate stuff. So like the guys are like levitating the camera around them. Yeah. So that explains why. And then there's a bit where there's a big fight and all of it's been shown on like CCTV or dash cam footage. Mm. So that's why it's cut in between. That's why you get cameras. And like, why is there a camera there? Well, we explain it. Yeah. It's structured in a way that's like to always explain why the camera is there. See, I'm, I'm, I'm quite fond. I wouldn't say like awesomely <laughs> fond, but I'm quite fond of like found footage horror movies when they're done. Right. Right. Blair Witch, personally, I think Blair Witch movie was fantastic love that movie another one that i'm really fond of if you might have heard of it this year grave encounters great movie second one's a bit shit Mm -hmm. but the first one and you know a lot of times especially in modern horror you can if the first one's really good sometimes the sequel's going to be out the sequel's either going to be on par Uh or shit or it's going to be shit and this one was kind of shit but the first one it's basically, you know all those, those TV programs like Most Haunted, Ghost Hunters, blah blah blah, these fuckers that go into places and go, oh, this, this place is reportedly the most haunted psychiatrist place in the whole of America and yeah. all that, and we're going to go and spend the night in here. Uh-huh. That kind of shit, you know? Well, this team, you know, and their program was called uh-huh. Grave Encounters, mm-hmm. right? The movie starts with the you know, the boss of this company they worked for going like, look, this guy came up with this show, going ghost hunting. He was really into it. The shows were going really well. We were six episodes into it. 
and then we got to episode seven. And then he's like that, and now the footage you're going to see, it's not been edited for anything like that. The only editing that's been done has been editing for time. This is the raw footage uh -huh. we're showing you. So it sets you up like, this shit's going to freak you out. Mm -hmm. And it basically runs like, it's got an intro, like a like promo intro, you know, like show intro, and it's like, oh, when I was younger... You know, I choked on a bit of pakora and <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know one of those stupid yeah. ones like when I was younger I had this experience and then ooh I can see ghosties. Mm -hmm. And this is my team of weird looking cunts that follow me around because uh. they want to be on TV. So we go into the place and it's like a psychiatric hospital that's reportedly like got lots of fucked up shit in its history and blah blah blah. And we go in and you're like, oh, listen that. And from the get-go, you can tell, like, they're playing on the, oh, these shows are all fucking staged and shit. Because right away, they find a guy gardening outside, and the guy's like, oh, I'm just here doing the gardening. Mm -hmm. oh, I've never seen anything weird. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, like, right, cut the camera. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and he goes, like, cut the camera. Like, look, I'll give you less money. You say you've seen some shit, right? And then, like, go back on. He's like, so this is, no, no, no. What did you and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've I seen a ghost. And over there, I've seen a ghost. Mm -hmm. So, but long and short, it goes all this way, and then it gets really fucked up to the point where, like, bad shit actually starts happening, supernatural shit starts happening, fucking up, and we can't get out. Like, we can't leave the building. Mm -hmm. Like, it gets to the point where we're freaking out, like, they open their cooler of food and it's all, it's all gross. Yeah. You know, like, lights fall over, one of our guys gets pushed down a flight of stairs and kind of fucks himself up a little bit. And the guy, like, the second guy, he's like, look, I want to go home, I want out here, and like, look, this door's locked, fucking let's ram this old trolley through it, we'll get out. Rattle a thing against the door break the door, it's no the exit, it's another fucking corridor. So, I'm, I'm rambling about this film bit, here, yeah. you know what I mean? But, you got to tell us the whole fucking film, Jesus. See this thing, yeah. you know, see this thing, because like, it's, it's great. We're going back to like, the horror thing, Like I've, I'm a follower of the channel Dead Meat, or the most mm. popular series on there, they're still the kill count, which basically takes you through a film, tallies up the horror realm, the hit. The, the deaths and how they died and yeah. gives these wee awards for like the best and worst death, the best worst, best death gets golden chainsaw and <laughs> the dull machete for the shit is killing worth the not there's like a kill of a main character that happened off screen that'll get the dull machete kind of award for that oh, you get to see that person dying but like you talked about certain films where the case of like they had a name or a, at least a part of a premise and then we're kind of rushed into writing the script before they can really act finalize it those are the kind of films that will came out in the past and in January and like the case of oh we need to rush and write the script. Okay, what should we do with these characters? Oh, we've got these these likable actors. What should we do? Should we write them likable characters or encourage them to act in a way they'll make their character likable? No, because we're probably just going to kill a bunch of them off. So yeah. no one, no one, no one in the audience should care, and they should just rip for them all to die. We'll hire six of them and kill three. Yes, and and we'll keep well, we'll and one at least one of them will be the most likable out of them, and the and the ones that you don't like, you're probably written for, will probably live. We'll do that, and then the next film come and go. How are we going to make a difference? We'll hire six, kill three at first, mm -hmm. 
keep three of them mm-hmm. and then kill the most sort of likable one mm-hmm. at the end and leave the kind of likable and yeah. the prick left. Uh-huh. till the prick has realised something and makes him less of a prick. Yeah. I think, okay, so I think the difference between R and PG, I think it limits just how much blood you need, you can be allowed to show and like you can get away with a certain amount of, of swearing on it but, but not every other word I think as well you can have in an R read film. But I think like if you structure the story in a certain way, the rating really shouldn't matter. Like, oh yeah, like because yeah. like especially given the, the story of Megan, like being a wee AI, AI built for a wee girl who goes a bit haywire. I don't know how much blood you really need to like her acting off again, like just staring at everybody and messing with yeah. the tech and everything. Well, that's, it's a lot like where witch. You know what I mean? It's not what you see; it's what's implied. Yeah, and plus, like you don't really need a lot of, of blood in a, in a film like that. And although, although you know, you also don't need a lot of swearing. Although it would be nice to to see a wee AI just in the come and start swearing at people. Go and take a fuck to yourself. A wee a wee cute AI kind of robot a like it looks like a little porcelain doll type yeah, thing, thing. And you're like you just see that come ahead, you dick. Fuck you, don't come ahead. Square go. <laughs> but you, know, you, how did we get from get to this after we were talking about your Amazon Fire Stick? You're watching a oh, you're watching Zoolander on it, yeah. Because we started talking about that, and then we started talking about movies, TV. And that's the most free, fire that's the most free flowing we ever do. This is the window for you. This will be this will be a bitch for you to edit. Yeah. I'm already thinking about it. You have that. to cut out most of it because we're just randomly talking shit. Because like this is a show we don't even do any notes for. This is one of the few shows we don't. We try to do notes for shows like wrestling or phrase related stuff. Like we need at least some mm-hmm. notes to know what we're talking about. This one we have nothing. We have nothing. We have like Christmas. What we did at New Year. Let me ask and you. And we barely even talked about what, that. What did you have for your Christmas dinner? Did you have a traditional or did you have anything a little different? Well, or? it's traditional for us. And, well, what uh, I mean, like, did, did you have what is known as the traditional Christmas I think, dinner? I think so, because we had the turkey. We didn't have, like, a proper turkey that you see in America. We had, like, a turkey joint that was, uh, turkey, like, joint that was put out of the it, shop. That is Nazi shit. Like, if you're having turkey, you're doing fine. Doesn't matter if it's a fucking full turkey or a joint. If yeah. you're having turkey, you're fine. Yeah, like so we had that. We also get a, like, a gammon thing as well. There's we had one of those too. We had a, it was beautiful. Actually, my mum actually bought two smaller gammons because my auntie and my cousin were coming up. Cause was they it glazed? Been, I think so. Yeah. Because they were like coming up because otherwise they would have been in on the, by themselves. Because my mum didn't want them on their own. So we come up. We uh, my brother came over. And so like they like. Like my I particularly prefer the gammon over the turkey, so we had we kinda of even that out there's plenty of left over. Uh so it was always you make sandwiches. I did, I'll come back to that. Cool. So yeah, that's so we had turkey, a gammon. We have Yorkies with our Christmas dinner. Is that weird? No, no, no. Brian Brian had Yorkies with his. Yeah. Do you know he had a fantastic thing by the way, his Yorkshire puddings mm. were beautiful. Mm. And as I said, those little air fryer tinned roast potato things he did. Phenomenal, and I, did you did you do this thing or do you do this thing with your Christmas dinner where you get, you know, you get a, you get a bit of ham and a bit of turkey and potato on the fork, you get a little gravy on it, maybe a little mashed potato, and then you, well yeah you get your bits on it and then you dunk it in the in the Yorkshire that's got a pool of gravy in it, and you, oh, that's good. <laughs> I don't usually have a lot of potato on my plate particularly, but stack the fork. But I, do, I do like get cutting a bit of gammon or a bit of turkey and then putting a bit of put that with a bit of 
Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. Like the Yorkshire pudding with the meat and everything. Do you do you partake in in the gravy? I do. I do like. I don't like too much gravy. I like enough enough to make sure that the turkey isn't dry or anything, and add yeah. a bit of. See, add a bit of moistness to the le- plate. The best way is put a little, like, see, you have maybe one or two Yorkshires. Did you have reasonably sized Yorkshires? Reasonably sized, yeah. And what the best thing to do is you put a little pool of gravy in both your Yorkshires, mm. you know, and then that's for dunking. And then, see, by the time you get to eating the Yorkshire, mm. it's got a little saturation of gravy in it. Because it's like turkey gravy, not regular gravy. I, I think mm. I prefer turkey gravy to regular gravy, if I'm honest with you. Ah, see, we had gravy, we had chicken gravy because Brian made, like, a sailor bacon wrapped chicken. Mm. And as I say, it was lovely. <laughs> it was really lovely. Did you have Brussels? Did I fuck have Brussels? Do you not like Brussels? I don't like Brussels. What the hell is wrong with you? I also learned this year I really don't like stuffing. I just thought it was the stuffing that we usually had that I didn't like because it had like sage in that. See, in that it. one I'll grant you. A lot that, of people don't like stuffing, but, but that, god damn you not liking Brussels. Like, usually the one we had, I had sage in my mind. Oh, it's got bits of chicken and like bacon in that through this, this, this new stuffing. Oh, good, I'll, get, I'll give this one a try. It's both the... It's, it's one of the saltiest things I've ever tried, and not even in a good way. Like, just like it was just often like, no, it's not the case of I didn't like that old stuffing. I just don't like stuffing in general. It appears. I want to make sure I have my pigs in blanket though. I had plenty. Oh of yeah, yeah. Do you know my mum's man Paul? He made his own pigs in blankets, and they weren't. You know, I had pigs in blankets. You usually, as were full <laughs> wrapped in bacon. Nice. You know? They were good. At that, point, at that point, it's just a sausage wrapped in bacon. At that point, it's barely even a pig like it's just I was taking the sausage and I put bacon on it. But it was good. I imagine it was. Good. It was very good. And in regards to like the ham or the gammon roast or whatever it was, I swear to God, if my if my mum hadn't frozen that for keeping, it wouldn't be there. I would have. I would have tanned that. It was. I don't know where it is. I mean, I've. I'm not the biggest fan yeah. of turkey at Christmas, right? I'll, I'll admit, I find it dry. That's why I like I said, I have the amount of turkey that I have, I have enough that also sustain. Oh, you say enough gravy to sustain it, but I yeah, even well, find no, it dry with say, the gravy. I'll get to say, I'll try to say the word substantial, I don't know why I couldn't get the word out there. Substantial. Substantially cover the gra- the, the turkey, the gam the, the, you can have fine on its own, but it doesn't hurt if you have a bit of gravy. It doesn't hurt, but then I also I want a little bit on the Yorkies mix it in. Yeah, but I don't like a lot. Like I was like, oh, hey, that's enough. That's enough. There you go. In regards to favorite or preferred potato, what what are you mashed or roast? Or are you like a little both? Oh, I'm not really that bothered. Well, I don't really like mash, so I, I think by default I'd have to probably go more you roast. Don't like mash. I, I'd have to more lean more to the roast one, even though I'm not really bothered with potatoes. Oh, I, I I'm very different in that. I love potatoes. And I I love mashed potatoes, you know, because see, we have mash with with the meat and the mash and the gravy and the veg. It's just I I was very greedy at Christmas. I really was. We're joking about like oh, if anyone wants a bit more, there's more in there. Mum was saying on and say all right, you can have a bit more. Don't go mental. I need my sandwich. Do you know usually when my mother, if and when my mother makes that statement or. Utters that sentence. Usually, I'm in the kitchen before she has finished the sentence. Well, like, I, I was doing it early. Right? You get, you can have, you can have more. Just don't go mental. I need my sandwich. But then I think it backfired then because I had my sandwich box in there, and then a couple of days later, I had some more stuff. And then, unfortunately, it got to a point where like there was some leftovers, and I'd eaten a fair bit of it, and I didn't want any more. And I tried the sandwich that day, and I'm like, really like, well, if no one's gonna eat this, we must throw this away. And it, and it filled me with such sadness to see it. No. But I ate as much of it as I could to eat. My box in day one. What I did. 
what did you do? I like, I like having a sandwich where you can get... I like having the outside bit of bread, which is the regular bit of bread. I, I call it the outsider. Outsider to end the school. Maybe. But well, I like, aye, that's, I a, good, that's so, a good one. So I put the outside, because it gives a bit of grip for there on the outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, put, I mix a couple of bits of turkey, some bits of the gammon on one and down. I put some regular cheddar over it. Oh, nice. Make sure there's, make sure there's enough gravy... Because also the pot's got gravy at the bottom of it, so I mix bits and gravy. Aye, aye. Give you moistness. I still butter the bread either. Oh, as well. aye, aye. What bottle do you use? Clover, usually. Oh, nice choice. Thank you. What are you, regular fucking Gordon Ramsay? Oh, so clover's made... a good bar. Yes. Anyway, so, turkey and gammon, cheese. Sometimes Take I do this, sometimes I don't. But this year I did because there was quite a bit. So, turkey and gammon, cheese. Some more turkey and some more gammon. You've made a stack. Some derelict. Ooh. Switch that one. Into the microwave. The second one I had to do some. The second one I had to do it differently because I heated up the stuff different. I heated the stuff up before I had it put on the sandwich the second time and not the first time because obviously it'd been longer. Because that because that's I have a weird thing with my sandwich because like I want to heat it up enough that obviously this this white meat will be cooked heated through enough that I won't get. Fucking food poisoning, but also yeah. that means I don't want the cheese to be too melted. And when I, get, I mean, that also means when I get it, I want to savour it. But I also don't want to go too cold. So I'm like, don't I don't want to eat it too slow or too fast. How? What speed do I eat the sandwich? <laughs> it's a weird dilemma to have, but it's know, what I always face. Do you know that sandwich? I've got to be honest with you. That sandwich sounds fucking fantastic. Props to you Thank on your you. your Boxing Day sandwich. Mm-hmm. No only difference I would have done. If if it was at your disposal, huh. I would have put it in a toasty maker. I think we do have like a George Foreman, but obviously I don't. No, know not a George. You know, like a toasty maker. Oh, like a th- yeah, yeah, a sandwich maker. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd have put it in that. Because okay. can you imagine all that, all compressed and all heated up, and toast and an ender piece and a toasty maker. My brother doesn't use the ender piece, but some in the past he's done this where he's made his, before he takes down. He's got the bread. He's popped in the toaster, toasted the bread, then put his stuff on it, then heated it up. Nuts, man. That's uh, cool. You know, everyone does their, does their different one. Yeah, but enough about the food, even though the food is one of the best parts of the Christmas day. It really day. is, it really is. Do you know what else, though? Mm-hmm. And I know, in fact, I don't even care if I sound a little poofy or fucking saccharine about this. I really don't, but... You go ahead. One of my favourite things about Christmas, I'd say, is I smoke this joint. <laughs> I just always loved the thing of getting family together at Christmas, you know. Just yeah. I, I really, I've always loved that. Even since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. you know, just all you know, you have your relatives. You're all sitting. Everybody's chill. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone's a little more drunk than the other. <laughs> Not pointing any fingers, myself, you know. <laughs> But no, when you've got your traditional, I mean, the only thing that upset me last year, right, when it came to New Year, mm-hmm. was like, I knew, A, mm-hmm. I would have to put up with Jackie Bird, <laughs> and I wouldn't have any still game or two in the fact they served the blow. Well, you can watch, watch, watch the old ones. We did. Oh, I thought you could. We did, like, come in. One, welcome to Santa's Grotto. Uh, you can just tell you've been right. getting dirty. Just ignore the pixie. The pixie's an idiot. A wee daft, stupid pixie idiot. Santa's an, an asshole. asshole. 
I got you an asshole, Davy. I'm an asshole! That's nice, good language to run away, no smart too many of them, eh, right? Come here, you! Aye, he's got you an asshole. You wee rabbit and grass and bastard, you. Aye, I got you an asshole, Davy. Away you go, you rabbit and grass and bastard. Fucking love that. And you know, my brother finally fucking confirmed it. I'm no going off my tits. Well, I might be, but eh, you know. Maybe, but it's not for the reasons you thought. Aye. It does exist. That fucking during the fat sketch for the, the bells when on oh, Christmas when Jack and Victor have a grand wings there and they're like Aye 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 like Aye 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 the boys aye we'll get you a wee juice and play a wee bit of Monopoly yeah they're like Fuck it well, look at the size of them I mean what they'll give you a ton of beer you should split, split a ton of beer eh <laughs> go grander a party go to my mates aye well aye well you you go and enjoy yourselves on. You've had them greeting there, right? <laughs> right, what was that? Ten minutes. Yeah. Right? We've got my Napoli. See, even talking about it, I've not seen it in a fucking Kinsey, yeah. do you know what I mean? But fucking even talking about it. It's hilarious <laughs> that one. And that classic, because you remember George and Linda, right? Uh, George was an... No, Harry. Harry was an utter wanker. Mm-hmm. And that last one, uh, like, oh, aye, with sausage rolls, aye. Bought sausage meat. Just roll. Uh, and he's been an, uh, a typical asshole. And then the bells come and she's winching George. Uh, and he fucking claps up. He's like, sausage roll. Mm-hmm. Homemade <laughs> sausage roll. You're like, ah, there you go, you dick. <laughs> you <know what> I mean? <laughs> Love that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Gary, another watermelon breezes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James, I'll be absolutely steaming boats. <laughs> Are you pure looking at my swally, you dobber? Do you, uh, you pure looking at me? Did you spill my swally, right? <laughs> right, you. Outside, anytime you're ready. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, what did you, before I talk about what I got for Christmas, what did you get for Christmas, Paul? Other well, than the fire stick. Other than the fire stick, like I say, I got my um, I got two new vinyl records. I Brian had got me the volume one of the live Metallica gig from '89 Seattle. <laughs> Fucking awesome gig! If you ain't listened to it or seen it on YouTube, check it out. Metallica when they had some fucking fire in their <laughs> bones, you know. Being like young Metallica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, sorry, bitching a bit nafter and music yeah. and oh, shit. Oh, long before that. You know, when they were still drunk. <laughs> and it's all been like, what are they doing to our songs? Yeah. You made my money. No, I got, I got uh, volume two of that from Brian for Christmas, which is awesome. Uh, my brother got me... Also, I, I'm, I'm kind of like a musical conundrum. Mm-hmm. On one hand, I love Metallica and Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I love Dead or Alive and a lot of eighties new, new wave, high energy dance shit. Mm-hmm. My brother got me Dead or Alive Youthquake on vinyl, which, nice. if you're a Dead or Alive fan, it's fucking awesome. You know, got that. My dad got me uh, Master of Puppets mm-hmm. on CD. Which is awesome because the CD itself came in what looks like a little vinyl booklet. It was kind of cool. And he got me 
uh, yearbook 1985, uh, a 1985 like four mm -hmm. disc set of like all the songs that were popular in 1985. So it was pretty cool. Uh, I also got me some nice aftershave, which was cool. Mm -hmm. So I got I got a lot of the standards, you know. I got alcohol, I got CDs, I got mm -hmm. aftershave, got yeah. the fire stick. The vinyls were awesome, uh -huh. you know. Uh, my cousin Emma, she got me some makeup. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know that was cool. I got I got more stuff to put in a makeup bag, but I am slowly running out of room in. I have, I have multiple nail polishes. Was your boy happy with what you, you got him for Christmas as well? Uh, I got him 150 quid. <laughs> you know, he, he's very into his fashion at the moment. Mm -hmm. Very much. Yeah, and he, he said you were giving money towards a very expensive hoodie that you wanted to buy. Yeah, he got that anyway. Yeah. My mum and her man got him that. But I gave him 150 quid towards his clothing, which he used wisely. He bought himself some cool shit. Ah. Mm. Uh, like he he got a lot of what he wanted to do. He got a lot of money. I think he did up yeah. coming out money wise between Christmas twenty. So I think he came out about six hundred quid. I I mean, I've got a wee cousin. She turned her birthday is two days after Christmas, right? Yeah. She turned uh, thirteen this year. That's a that's a scary age. Which is a weird thing to think of it because it makes me feel old. Because her, she had because her her older brother. What is, age are you, Scott? I'm twenty six. And you want to swap? No, thank you. Well, and sharp. Well, like, I remember going to visit Manny in the hospital after she had it because, like, my cousin, her old, of the older brother, is like, I was born in September, and like, he was born in the fall of April. So he's about my age, right? Mm -hmm. He got engaged some point in 2022, so that's nice for him. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Because I know a lot of you will get engaged at this time <laughs> in my kind of friendship circle. Is that, that slight hint of greenery in there? Do no. you do you wish to be engaged? No, not right now. I'm just saying. I just happen to know a lot of people who are either getting that's, married or engaged. That's what we're doing this year, Scott. We'll find you a good woman. I I, I I'm not even going near that. But yeah, that's not the point. I'm just I'm just saying a nice thing that happened with my cousin this year. I'll buy you one for Christmas. Please don't do that. Plus, I want to get on that story. Okay, okay, go on then. Go on. So like, he's like seven months younger than me, even though he got his growth spur before I did. So. It, it, it'd be hard when you've seen us when we were younger to believe that he's seven months younger than me. Is he very tall? Well, he's taller. He's taller. He still is taller than me, but when we were younger, you could see the side difference a bit, yeah. bit more. But then, what, what, what height are you? I'm ju I just barely cracked the six foot last time I measured myself. I think I'm 5'8", I think. But I think. Anyway, so like, I think when he was about the age, he may have been about the actual age that she is now, I think, maybe. Yeah. When, 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 my mom, when his mum had... He's, he, he's my sister a bit later on. Your but, cousin, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's about the age when Manny had, he's now my sister. Yeah. And now she's 13. And it's just weird. Because I used to then, I just used to then teach her weird shit and get her to repeat weird stuff back to me that I'd seen on the telly. Because like, cause kids absorb shit at that age. I just yeah. do that wee thing. Uh, so, she got money for Christmas then she also got given money for her birthday. And so she was like on like approaching across the like you know two hundred nearly three hundred odd quid to admit in total. And I thought she was just like, like I just joke, I was doing that game. I might just be dishing away like hey, yeah, look at all this money I've got. You know, making it rain and all that. Can Can you imagine that shit? Right, uh -huh. like the age you're saying your cousin's thirteen, my kid's fourteen, right? Uh huh. Now, yeah, you're twenty. You're twenty six. Yeah. 
right, you're 26, so there's what, like 13 years difference in us, right? But even that. I think about 12 of you knew now, but. I thought, well, I'm. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I'm well, 30. No, I'm 37. Well, you're going to. Yes, but then. I, I'm 37. 37, I'm not that old. Good girl, No, wait, no, no, I'm 38. Yeah, you're 38. Damn it, man. Because 84 and then to 96 is a 12 year difference. Uh, 12, right. Okay, well, there's 12 years. Semantics. Right? Semantics, right. But when we were young, right, when we were that age, mm. if we'd had like 300 quid, mm -hmm. that would have been insane for us, yeah. man. I mean, even like, I know there's 13, uh, 12 years difference between yeah. us, but even at 12 years, when yeah. you were 12, 300 quid would have got you fuck loads of shit. Yeah, like, I, even when I was getting money at that age, like from Manny's cousins and everything, because like, you get to a point when you're in your team where you don't know what you want, but you just say, oh, just give me money because like, you, like you like to have the money of your own. And if you do, so you don't, then fuck it, I'll buy it myself. If I don't know right now, I'll know, I'll know later. And I'll, I'll get it. it when I know, you know. Yeah. And I, even then, I never got anywhere close to the kind of money she was getting. Yeah. Right, but, but I mean, 70, 70 or 80 quid was the highest I think I'd ever get at Christmas. Sometimes I maybe got 100, maybe 110, but that was that was when... That was on the good deals, you know what I mean, when your aunties and uncles just couldn't figure out what they buy you, so they just threw 20 quid in a card. I think you see a lot of kids when they see an aunties and uncle, they don't see a lot of Christmas. I think they more from that just hope for money, yeah, rather I, than them guessing something and getting it wrong. I mean, when I was a kid, right, if I'd have been getting, like, if I'd have got 300 quid when I was 14, yeah. which would have been in... You're good at math. When would that be? Well, 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 given the 12 year difference, it would have been about late 90s, like 98 maybe. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if you're 12, you are born, then two years later, in 98. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So remember then. So yeah, even in that point, towards the end of the night, coming to 2000, you can still buy a shitload of stuff for. Yeah. Well, if, I, if that is the time, if I was 98, I got. That was when I went to my first gig. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, 98. Mm -hmm. I'll show you a stub. I still have the stuff from my first gig, but no, that was when I went to my first gig. That's what I got for my birthday that year was my gig ticket, and my dad having to drink two pints before he get into the gig. You know, do you know like do you know that was the most fucked up gig experience I've ever had, for the simple fact that I'm fourteen, right? Fourteen going on fifteen. Because that's what it was. It was for my 15th birthday, I think. But, um, first gig experience, right? I did not know the rules of a gig. Get up, you know, so we're sitting there in the, in the sort of like merch, bit like the foyer of the yeah. Barrowlands, you know what I mean? And fucking, like, I was sitting there that awkward, like, should we be going in? Mm -hmm. like, we're in, should we not go in? Mm -hmm. And then eventually we went, we went and we completely missed the support band. Yeah. But we got in just as Maiden were kicking off. It was fantastic. <laughs> you know, like the first gig ever, Iron Maiden, Wayblaze Bailey, the <laughs> second, it will, the third singer. Uh -huh. You know. But that was great. Yeah. So that's what I was getting around about then, because I think around about 14, 15, I was starting to not get money so much, mm -hmm. but 
I was getting to that point, you know, like when you're a teenager and you find that one thing you focus on, whether it be wrestling or yeah, metal. Mine was metal. Right, maybe because she's she's getting really into anime. Apparently, uh, I don't know enough about it to get her anything anime related. So you, like, should, you should ask Brian yeah. on that one. Brian knows his anime. But like, I got her some sweets for her Christmas, right? And then I got her money on her birthday. Like, I gave her a car with some money in it. And what was funny <laughs> was, uh, I think she's got to the age where she can be a bit cheeky. With us. So I'm like, oh good, I can see, I can see cheeky shit back to her and no getting no get getting any trouble for it. But she can take a bit of a slagging at this age. <laughs> And uh, and so, I, I, I was looking for a car and I found one where nothing went inside it. But it was uh, a funny thing. It was like someone had written, handwritten on it saying, uh, saying uh, with a checklist saying, give birthday card to an idiot and with, like, with the box ticked. So that, I'll get her that. And then I jokingly, because I was putting my ear, I put, I put her name's Ellie, too early. Sorry for calling you an idiot. Here's 20 pounds to make you feel better. <laughs> oh, that's nice. She just glared at me and she said, I went to read, I read the inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm being nice but being a cunt at the same time. <laughs> you know, I don't mean it. Take your money, you shite. Go on. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Rob may blind you, bastard. You. Duffing up, you wee prick. <laughs> <laughs> but for my Christmas, uh, I got... Clothes as well. I got a couple of extra fun clothes to add to my ever growing collection. Get? I got Doctor Strange. I got the the Hobgoblin from Spider Man. Nice. My brother got me a Brock Lesnar one, like like modern Brock Lesnar with the weird Viking beard in there. It fit Don't... in the box. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. Did you like my little joke? I did. I did. Uh, I got that. I got a shitload of fucking sweeties. Did you get any cool sweeties? I got I got after dates. I got a, a big box of these like of course sweeties, but it's just the strawberry one. Oh, you lucky bastard! <laughs> you lucky. Do you know if if I could have my dream box of chocolates, you know what it'd have been? Mm. See whatever one of them it was that did it. Mm. See if I could have a box of vintage coffee creams. Mm. I absolutely loved coffee. I want to say heroes if we were talking about any of the actual book because I don't think there's anything like that in quality or anything like that. So I don't, I'm not really the biggest fan of heroes of uh, of roses. Sorry. What about quality street? I, I like quality. I like most of the seven quality street. Uh, I really like heroes as well. I like yeah, those are the ones that are just little mini sweeties, like mini Mars bars and things. Well, Mars bar ones, I think that would be celebration. These ones are like dairy milk. The wee cream egg twisted the fudges, the kind of oh, things. Oh, I, I, I remember the way my that good. Used to have the fucking dream bar of them, but they don't have those anymore. Was that the white one? Yeah, the wee white one. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Aye. That was grand. <laughs> but also... Oh, sorry, and do you know what I've seen on Facebook all day? It gave me so much nostalgia. Food nostalgia, right? <laughs> Shut it, phone. Nobody asked you. That's yeah. probably somebody on Facebook bitching at me. Tell me the thing. But no, I seen. I don't know when you were a kid. Have you ever got those little, little, no. yo- little horror yogurts? <laughs> right, but they were called fiendish feet. Mm. Right. It was little horror character yogurts, mm-hmm. and the pots had little feet. It's fiendish feet. You know, but and you could get a a mummy, a werewolf, a vampire, and a Frankenstein. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, and they were really cool. 
when I talk about fucking nostalgia though well no nostalgia like in that you can't see them anymore but I just don't eat them as often as I used to and before this my brother got me like the Funko of Brock Lesnar got me a two part kind of animated uh, DVD of the two part animated film with Batman one <sighs> and then he got me a big fucking bag of these like we used to call them cranes but like the rhubarb and custard like sweet like they get the pink Green and oh, he's selling those. Uh, selling those. Oh, that's brilliant, then. And then my mum had this weird box that like, used to get. Used to, you could like see in like tuck shops. Aye, used to have sweeties. Like mum had a box that like, was empty. She used to have sweeties in there, and so she gave me that to pour these in. And it just about nearly filled the fucker. I'm st- <laughs> I've still got them. I've like we're on the sixth of January time recording. I've still not finished the bath. So that's how many there are. The things are fantastic. I used to get them off a van. I've been starting to get I've been starting to get other sweeties and just adding them to trying to make a wee big a big mixture for myself. Cause I used to get them either with like fifty p of them along with either fifty p of wee tiny jelly babies or oh, wee, aye, wee, aye. wee 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 uh are they red and blue kind of bubble gummy like bottles? Aye, aye. Wee bottles. fucking see like wee mini jelly wee, wee van jelly babies. Yeah. Right. Do you mind that when you were away? Do you mm. mind going to the van? I do, yeah. I love going to that. Aye, aye. I either, I either got cranes and cranes plus jelly slash bottles, or some case, or in some occasions, once I'm really fizzy, I got fizzy dummies, or I got a mixture, which is basically just. A, do you know the most stomach destroying mixture I ever got? Fill of was. Hmm. I get ten, ten ice bowls, uh-huh. and ten sherbet straws. Oh Jesus Christ! I and like you know the sh- the big bastard sherbet straws are a big fucking wrapper at the top. Mm-hmm. I, I, I an ice bowl and a sherbet straw an ice bowl and a sherbet straw and I continued like that until I'd finished the 10 ice bowls and the 10 sherbet straws uh-huh. and then I had a cigarette this was only when I was about 18 <laughs> you know but I tanned all these ice bowls and all these sherbet straws I lay on my bed for an hour and a half going ow ow but at the same time grinning because I was like, ow, that was awesome. <laughs> ow, I have a horrid sugar rush and I can't move because I'm bloated and fat. <laughs> but I ate a lot of sugar. But yeah, I got it was at that point I knew I was not a diabetic. Okay. <laughs> also, I got something I asked for, which was, I didn't ask for much, but I got this graphic novel. It's a Ooh. Batman 89 graphic novel, basically like a graphic novel like continuation of like the first Tim Burton Batman film. And like nice. so the characters are like, drawn to look like the ones like so Batman's drawn to look like uh, Michael Keaton and all that. Mm. You got Harvey Dent slash Two Face Dent, so he's drawn to look like Billy D. Williams. Look because Billy D. Williams played Harvey Dent in the first So Batman. it's not Val Kilmer era with Batman nipples when No, no, no that kind of Batman. <laughs> do you do you know I'm I'm probably in the minority, but I absolutely love Batman Forever. Uh, well, do you know, well, until, I, I until I was older, I didn't know there was negative towards it. I thought everyone loved that I, one. I don't think Batman Forever is the one that's negative. I think I think it's the fact that I mean, not not everyone loves it, but I think it's the fact that it's it's feel a lot of people deem it better than Batman and Robin. People don't love the Clone Dog. No, I loved Clone Dog. Well, they don't, they don't care. They don't mind Clone. Just they don't like the Batman film he happened to be in. I like that film. I know you. Do, do you, you know the thing about it was though, in in regards to that one, people are so negatory towards the Clooney yeah. Batman, right? Uh-huh. What was the original series? Yeah. You don't. You've went through this before. Well, it can't be nonsense, just like this film. Yeah. It's a fair point. Yeah, it's a. I think it's a genuinely fair point. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's 
that movie is campy nonsense. The original series is campy nonsense. If anything, it was a nod to the original series. You know? Then again, this is the late 90s. People in the late 90s, if we have read some of their music, then they go by like, no, we don't like camp and fun. We like grungy and dark shit. And we don't like being happy. Is that me? Am I, ni- am I the embodiment of 90s? Well, some of, some of that sentiment carries over to now, so it's the combination of the two. Yes, I'm jaded. I'm 90s and I'm like uber jaded 90s. Mixed with modern bitterness. I think that's just my age. Yeah. Well, you're bitter in the modern day, so that yeah. So my my point still stands. Oh, it does. It does. It does. I'm a better old cunt. That's not fair. <laughs> you're not old. I'm a better cunt. Yeah. <laughs> no one will deny you're a better cunt. I am a better. better it takes it takes a true cunt. friend like myself to call, to to correctly negatory. Sp- Directly say to let you know, make sure you are aware that you are a cunt. Cause if not you, old, I'm just a cunt. Yeah, because like, if you if you have a friend who's a cunt and you don't you don't let them make sure that they know they're a cunt, you're, you're not a real friend. Let your friends know that they're cunts. That's true, Scott. You're not a cunt. Thank you. But you are. <laughs> Thanks, man. Love you too, man. Every every group, every, every two. Every set of two friends needs someone who's at least one member who's a cunt. I'm gonna have so much fun later. You remember when I got that little Facebook noise on my phone? Yeah. I'm so curious. It's gonna be exciting. Is it gonna be someone bitching about something I said or liking something I said? It's probably gonna be nonsense of anything, either way. It's probably not gonna mean anything. Some old woman went and messaged me back on Facebook when I made my derogatory comment about Bianca Belair and she just went, oh, boo hoo. I was so tempted to measure your back going, oh, is that all you got? Come ahead. Go on. Say something good. Go on. But I didn't. Because I'm mature. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> going back to Christmas presents. Yes. Uh, I got my dog a little a little tug-of-war toy. Did so, he like it? Oh, he's more interested. He's, he likes it. He's just more interested in chewing it than playing with it. Like, look at this wee, like, hook bit at the end, on one end, where you like, they don't have any grip onto by the end of Christmas Day, he chewed right through that. It's just little, two little strands at the end. My mum got Jessie a little thing for her Christmas too. Uh-huh. She got her a, a snake uh-huh. toy that squeaked. Uh-huh. When she figured out where that squeak came from, uh-huh. it didn't squeak no more. Yeah, uh, I had a couple of sweet toys and he quickly got a squeaker, but we make sure we get a squeaker away from him as soon as, the, uh, as, soon as they're pulled out. Otherwise, so he doesn't swallow it and sound yeah. funny. Although my dad couldn't help himself, he held, he held the screen around his back while Dex was still whipping about his toy gun. He squeaked in and Dex like, What's that? What's that? Why what do you torture is this? Why do you taunt me squeaky noise? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the finish to this show is just going to be when we get too pissed. Yeah, I think we passed that point a while ago. Are you, are you too pissed? Too pissed to have a reasonable conversation. Ah, oh, no. Or, sorry, a intelligible conversation. Hey, there's one, here's one, there's one, here's one. <laughs> Which one is it? It's this one. What one, that one? You, you occasionally check our, our our demographic, our schematics and such, right? Uh-huh. How, how are we standing on the stakes of our good listeners? How do you mean? Well, are we are we levelled out? As are we on our level? Are we going a little lower? Are we going a little higher than we were? Where are we standing? Well, we were we, we in twenty twenty one. We went up six percent. We only went up Ooh. five in in twenty twenty two. So that's maybe not good. But we but why are we talking about this on this show? Because I'm curious. This is an off air discussion of anything. Let's 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 talk about New Year before we go. Because you talked about like 
I drank Samuel Joe's. Good for you. I drank a couple of coffee birds and watched a bit random Taylor Mom and Dad, and then I went to go play a game after the Bells what went. What game did you play? Lego Star Wars. Awesome. I like a weirdly. I know it's just, maybe maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm too old at this point for Lego games. I like playing Lego themed games because I like smashing shit. If I am not too old to watch Ivorly Engine, <laughs> you're not too old for Lego games. Do you know Ivorly Engine? I know of Ivorly Engine. Don't, can't say I've ever watched it. I know of him. I'm more of a Thomas man myself. Ringo Star Thomas, yes. Original Thomas, <laughs> yes. With Herbie the helicopter and Harold the helicopter, ha- Harold the helicopter, Bertie the bus. Yes, you- yeah, I got that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Harold. You know, my dad brought out an old big fat quiz, but it was a big fat quiz of everything not of the year. So we did watch that as well. But like, we were watching the big fat quiz of everything, and we were thinking about Ringo Starr and Jimmy Carter as voice of Thomas Ringo Starr, and I jokingly said, "Well, technically, he's not the voice of Thomas." He's technically the voice of all the trains because he's the narrator. So. Yeah, Schmickles. <laughs> but like, like my New Year's are fairly uneventful, and I kind of like them that way. If I'm honest with you, yeah. Very shortbread some sweeties, watching the bit of telly, we yeah, wee drink occasionally, and then switching to the soft drink after the bells. I don't like getting too pissed. And then I don't know if you do this, but I've seen a quite, I've seen a lot, of people, a lot of people like when we were doing it. So seemingly a lot enough people know about it. I like going on a walk on New Year's Day. That's what me and my mum and dad usually do. On that's, New Year's a Day really, that's a really good tradition. It's not it's not something we do. On New Year's Day we recover. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. My, my mother is asleep. Mm-hmm. Not because my, my mother doesn't really drink a lot on New Year's, but we do. You know. Mm-hmm. That was one of the... Oh, that was a thing as well. I never mentioned about Bloody Christmas. Should have done. I got my brother a really... Phenomenal gift. It made him really happy from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Because I was, I'll be honest with you, on when he came round, it was after Christmas he came round, you know, and we were at my mum's and I was giving out the gifts for him and Sean. But I was, I was incredibly high. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, we came round mm-hmm. and I just eaten Boxing Day dinner and I, I, was, I was so high. <laughs> you know, I took we with me to get high. But I just eaten Boxing Day dinner and then I smoked a fat ass joint. Mm-hmm. And then my mother brought in trifle. Uh-huh. So when my brother and his good lady came, <laughs> I was sitting on the couch, glazed in the eyes, <laughs> giggling to myself with my face in a bowl of trifle. <laughs> <laughs> and they came in, and all I could muster was, I was like, huh? <laughs> Ma gave us trifle. <laughs> and then he sat down and he was like, Ma said I couldn't open these when you were on the heel. Alright, you got me these. And he opened them. And I'd got them. A rare Irvin Welsh book nice. with unfixed corrections in it. <laughs> and I got him a big, like, rare framed movie poster of the film Filth. Ah. Because he loves that movie, uh-huh. so I thought he'd really like that, mm-hmm. and he did really like that, so I was like, yeah, I did good, Because, yeah. like, and it was a fluke, he'd got both of them, because I didn't think I was going to be able to get the, the film, mm-hmm. the framed film poster, 
So I bid on the book and mm. I won the book and then I was able to get the goddamn film poster and I was like, oh well, he's getting two gifts on. Fuck it. Well, I mean, I got my brother two t-shirts and I bought the heroes. I was gonna get him one t-shirt, but the t-shirt was taking ages to arrive. It said it wouldn't arrive. The latest it would arrive was the twenty third of December. It said, and so, and so I thought I'll not find any town. I'll get. I'll buy my shirt. Uh, just in case that one doesn't arrive. Worst case scenario, he's got two shirts. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was like me and my brother. The worst case scenario is he got two gifts. And he ended up with the two shirts. Uh, the one that was ordered that took ages to arrive was a Simpsons themed shirt. Now when Homer goes to Cypress Creek. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's a a, 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 a t shirt with Homer and Hank Scorpio with the big logos in Globex Corporation <laughs> on it. <laughs> I didn't even give you my coat. <laughs> <laughs> they work tomorrow and I don't like to call it work <laughs> stop him he's supposed to die don't like him get the hell out of here you ever see a man give, say goodbye to a shoe <laughs> well once <laughs> I need to go upstairs it's an emergency someone ate part of my lunch, lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that bit I have to go upstairs there's an emergency Somebody ate part of my lunch. <laughs> so I got that. Hammocks? Why didn't I think of that? Then, also, it's a new year, like going on a walk. Uh, last year was just me and my mum and Dex that went on our New Year's walk. But three and a bit mile away, we ended up going nearly three and a half mile away, walked in total. Not not bad. And usually, I, and again, I have weird eating habits. I don't like steak pie. All right, I'm just putting it out there. I don't, I don't judge you outwardly. Was that my burp? No, it was a fucking fly. Damn you, fly! So, Shut up, phone. Oh, you said I don't. All of you said I don't judge you outwardly. Like so, everybody said like fucking weirdos doesn't like steak pie. <laughs> anyway, you didn't hear me say that. I can read your thoughts. Oh, you can. I don't know. I'm thinking that now. Anyway, but, uh, I don't like steak pie, right? I think it's a weird thing. I think I I'm almost talking about cravings. Is that you at least like steak, right? That's fine. Okay. It's fine. Anyway. I don't judge. Honestly, as big as I can be nowadays, I'm, I'm nowhere near as bad as I used to be when I was a kid. I've gotten better over the years with my food. Anyway. But, like, my mum was talking about pregnancy and shit like that and stuff she wanted to eat and stuff she didn't want to eat when she had me and my brother. I, I genuinely think, based on this discussion, that what, what a woman wants to eat or doesn't want to eat will affect the eating habits of the child. What yeah. did your mum want to eat? Well, my mum said she would got a weird crave for, like, pickled stuff, like pickled eggs or stuff like that, pickled onion stuff, when she was having my brother. My brother hates that stuff. And then she said, basically, my mum said she basically she would eat anything uh, when she was having me, which is probably why for a while when I was younger, I wouldn't fucking eat anything. Which is why I was so skinny. So I, I definitely think me being so picky has to do with that. My mum said she ate a lot of egg when she was younger, and that's one of the things I really don't like is egg. Like, so there was a time when I was five, I, I ate some egg, and I was immediately sick. That's how much I don't like actual just eggs themselves. Do you know, honestly, and this is, I think this is the polar opposite to you. Mm-hmm. I can't think of many things food-wise that I do not like. I I just love food. Uh-huh. You know? Particularly, I love meat. Of course, yeah, me too. I love meat. But do you know, and I think the vegans are retarded, quite honestly. 
And I'm pro I'm that's probably going to have to be cut out too because you know we can't offend the vegans, even though we need to be offended. Anyway, but the one thing I don't particularly enjoy, I I'm not very fond of creamy things. Oh, so how do you mean? Well, you know, like 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 I don't like rich sauces. Huh. You know, like like I don't like I wouldn't. Particularly, say I'm fond of things like a hollandaise, or I I fucking hate bechamel sauce. Mm. So ergo, I suppose technically I hate lasagna huh. because I'm not, I just, I'm, not, I'm not big on lasagna either. I just don't understand it. You know, they say, "Oh, you need the bechamel sauce," and I'm like, "Why the fuck do you need that crappy fucking shitty bread sauce? Why? Why can't you just use more tomato sauce?" Or why can't you use more meat? You don't need that crap to ruin the lasagna. If you didn't have that crap in the lasagna, the lasagna would be fantastic. That was my point. You know, I hate creamy things. I think we should wrap up the... Before. Oh, you, don't, you don't think this is a riveting conversation? Oh, it is a riveting conversation, but sometimes I, conversations I, I, oh, must fuck. come to an end. Do you know, I think as the show has gone on, I've gotten progressively more drunk. Yeah, that's the way more. Well, the fact that you've drank more since over the course of this podcast will help that. Yeah, and do you know, do you know what I've eaten today? What have you eaten today? I've eaten a smattering of of cheese ball crisps <laughs> and a little pizza slice that Brian brought me in because I'm very fond of little vegetable pizza slices you get in little. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that that little bakery is? Oh, it's amazing! Really, really amazingly cool. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you have a particular favorite thing from that bakery? Brian's really fond of the cheese twists. Yeah. I love a little vegetable pizza thing. They do, they do. They <coughs> like the rolls uh, there, but also. Yeah. My dad once brought me home a donut from that bakery, or East Sprinkled Donut. It was nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Like the thing about the little right? I mean, I love like I mean. I know it's kind of like an old thing, like yeah. talking about, oh, shop is great for prices, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Little and Aldi are both great for prices, but it's not just that. Quality is fantastic. Yeah. And with the little, the minute you walk into the little, mm. the first thing you get is hit with the smell of a little bakery a bit, mm. and it just, it invites you into the shop, you know what I mean? It's weird that little and Aldi seem like, they get put on, a, on the same kind of level, but some... Most will say clearing that Aldi, shopping Aldi is better than shopping at Lidl. We're only after they, I'd take Lidl over Aldi any fucking oh, day. any day, any day. I mean, I'm not saying anything against Aldi. It's a, it's a good shop in its own right, but it ain't no Lidl. Lidl's a fantastic shop. One thing against Lidl, though, is that most of the shops have no clue how to fucking do a layout. You don't, I'll just wander in the details. Maybe I'll find the thing I'm looking for. <laughs> I have no idea where I'm going. Do you know, um... When I was younger, I worked in a little. I did not know that, no. I did. I, I worked in a little. Mm-hmm. The jobs the, the jobs I have had over the years, few will they may be, mm-hmm. have been intriguing nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I've worked in a little. I have been an Evening Times newspaper vendor. Mm-hmm. And I have worked in an off-license. Nice. Yeah. Well, that was my last employment, which was... Go on, uh, pop quiz, guess what year? What one? The off-license, my last employment. 2007. 
Better. Eleven. Door. Ten. Door. Nine. Door. Eight. <laughs> yeah. We went quite a journey there, didn't we? I have not had a paid employed job since 2008. Wow. It is now 2023. Go on, Scott, you're good at quick math. How many years is that? I see. What made me do maths? I've had four and a bit cans of cider it's here. It's a while, alright. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. <coughs> 15, 16 years? Yeah. Something Almost like 20 years it's been since I have had paid employment. Something like that. Um, being realistic, well, almost 15. Hmm. Because I was fired from that job. And the same week my kid was born. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? Uh, yeah, I must have, I'm sure it must have been. Oh, it so was. It so yeah. was. But I don't mind because Shot was going out of business anyway. My boss was very highly strung, you see. Because mm. I, I had that job around about the same time as, you know, all the little independent off licenses like 101, Haddles, mm. blah, blah, blah. That was when they were all going out of business, becoming amalgamated into the supermarkets. Uh, so my boss was shitting himself anyway because he knew he was going to be out of a job. Mm -hmm. But that was the last job I had. Mm. I knew of your job, which I'm still not... I want to know what it is. Technically, I'm not exactly sure what it is. Editorial <laughs> journalist slash PR guy. Sure, there's another thing that comes out to PR, but I'm saying PR guy. You're a PR dude. <laughs> Slash kind of journalist. <laughs> You're a journalist. <laughs> cool. I know, isn't it weird? Someone pays me for that shit. People pay me to write shit. You, hey, that's a, that's a noble profession, man. <laughs> that's a noble profession. I mean, don't, do you enjoy your job for the most part? Yeah, it's good days. I had you, bad days. You get to write cool shit, I assume. Yeah. And for a, I would assume, for the most part, cool people. Mm. Very. But, uh. Oh, there's one for you. I hate, I hate talking about my job on this for the most part Just, because, in case any of them ever listen to this. Okay, one little thing. What's, what's been the most exciting thing you've ever written for? What's been the most, like, like Don't oh, that's me. really cool? Like, oh, wow, I can't believe I got to write for that. I really like doing the a couple of guide things we did. We did this guy gave us a like digital basically magazine with a bunch of yeah. articles and a bunch of adverts and images in it. And a lot of the articles I wrote, I wrote myself. Yeah. And then I got to have we we got to have a little page at the front with my picture there, kind of as editorial journalist of this thing, and a picture with <laughs> by, with bylines on these articles. Because <laughs> <laughs> the first All proper. Right. One of the first proper bylines and an actual thing in my draw that I, I got to have. Yeah. So I like to see my name credited next to this work. Yeah, see, that's cool, right? You get, you, it gives you a sense of, like, a good sense of validation. You're like, yeah, my work is worthy, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I got a similar thing on a very lesser scale, <laughs> you know? When, when I handled a. A disgusting customer when I worked in the off license. Yeah. Oh, it came in right. I was I was on shift myself. Mm -hmm. It came in, and at the time we were selling this gut rot cheap drink for all the 
Scuzzy people. <laughs> Mansion <laughs> House. Oh, oh you, you have heard of it? Vaguely. Disgusting gut rot crap. I wouldn't fucking touch it. Oh, no, I tell you, know it's bad. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> but sorry, no, sorry, sorry. no, but like, I'm working in the shop on my own late on, right? This scumball motherfucker comes to the shop. He smelt like ass. <laughs> you know, like that. You know, like. You remember like old public toilets, uh-huh. right? You know how sometimes you walk into the old public lavies and the minute you walk in you go, oh, and then you realise you have to breathe through your mouth and even that's a risk because mm-hmm. you might catch something getting the smell. Uh-huh. Intensify that. He smelt like that. He smelt minging, right? And not until he got up to the counter did I realise he was bleeding and oh, all, oh, no, right? no. And he came in, right? He came into the shop, this manky, blood-covered pile of crap, chains in his horn. And where's my counter in front of me, right? He came up, thank the good fucking Christ, I'm behind fucking glass and cage. But he came up and he dumped this crap on my counter and went, bottle of mansion house, please. And I'm I'm standing there and I'm going for a split second I'm like speechless and then I'm like aye no no bother man no bother gave him his bottle <laughs> staggers it I didn't touch that shit on the fucking counter <laughs> I didn't touch it no I did <laughs> I went in my own wallet <laughs> put my own money in the till for that drink. <laughs> Rubber gloves, disinfectant, mop, mm-hmm. sponges, everything went out. Bin bags, scooped that muck into a bin. <laughs> Fumigated the shop. <laughs> disinfected the goddamn shop. Mm-hmm. Sprayed the place, got it clean. Got sorted. And then my boss came up. And then fucking chewed me out for having the shutters done. That's the kind of wanker that guy was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fucking nuclear situation with some scumbag junkie mank who's probably loaded with all kinds of diseases. <laughs> and I get chewed out for cleaning the shop. What a wanker. Aye. Cunt bag. Aye. But... That was my situation, that was my fucked up situation. But, yeesh, but before we wrap up, well, I must mention the gift that you gave to me. I uh, gave you a gift? Yes, you did, look here, look at here, Ooh, my hand. pretty gift. You gave me basically two Stromwell, like, glasses, these like, big, big, like, tumblers, basically, let's say, Stromwell Carni- Carnival. 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 Liv <laughs> Morgan or Alexa Bliss was in love with those glasses. Yeah, it's very cool, actually. Yeah. I'm not open either of them yet because it's easier to carry them, get them home when they're still in their packaging, but I will be using Would these. Would you say glasses or like goblet type things or tumblers? No, no, no. no, no. You, can't, you can't really class as a, as a goblet. <coughs> a goblet is more handled than, than glass. More, yeah, that's more. Whereas where this is more glass than, than handle. That's a beer. That's a cider glass. Yeah, this more. is more suited for cider than beer. Uh, I like it. 
Thank you oh, very much I'm for that. I'm very glad you like your I, class. I, I do have a gift, a late gift for you, Paul, but it is taking some time, so I will have it very soon. The very fact that you thought of me at all is very appreciated, <laughs> Scott. Very appreciated. And I told Paul it's very funny that he got me this because the first gift I ever got, Paul, is I went to Germany on holiday in 2016. And what did I say? I said, you Brit. And I was only kidding. I was like, ah, oh, you Brit, I'll bring me something. And I, and I wanted to. I wanted to bring you something. That's because I was caught. And I got you this big, massive, like, paint. Like, you know, you think of a big German beer glass with a massive handle. Yeah, kind of like I'd, a big stein. Ah, it had beer. <laughs> it had the Berlin on the side of it, and I got you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've still got that. <laughs> Seb's actually using that at the moment. <laughs> you know, he's using that. He was I'm glad using... it's still in use in some way. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. I'll be I'll be perfectly honest. The last time I used it, though, it was not for for drinking it. Of I'd I'd washed it mm-hmm. and put it up next to the sink, and then I was using it when I was cleaning the cutlery. I was <laughs> like, yeah, the cutlery can go in the big long glass yeah. because I don't often, unless like I'll be honest, I don't often drink cider or canned drinks a lot of the time, unless I'm drinking with my good colleague here, my good friend Scott. A lot of the time, I drink, you know. I drink bourbon, and I I do not think it would be medically or socially wise for me to drink a bourbon out of that glass. I mean, I think it's more of a beer than a glass of anything. Ah, you could definitely drink a good cider out of it. Yeah. Do you know what I've yet to drink out of it? Well, what I would like to? A good Guinness. Oh, yes. I do imagine. you like a Guinness? No, I've never had Guinness. Oh, I don't know if you like it. I think Guinness is an acquired taste. It's a very smooth, mm-hmm. but also a very acquired taste. But I am, I am fond of a Guinness. Mm. You know, I may if there is ever time in the future where I am indeed drinking a Guinness, I may let you sample okay. my Guinness. It's a very acquired. I'd be surprised if you liked it, mm-hmm. but I I would be happy if you did. You know, let's say. If you like strong tasting mm-hmm. drinks, it's 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 kind it's kind of like a bitter, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like, like a, and I'm only describing it as I can think of it, you know what I mean? But it's like a velvety bitter, mm. <laughs> you know. It's it's a it's definitely a dark ale or dark beer kind of thing, you know. But it's nice, yeah. you know. It's only four percent. Okay, no, that's like good yeah. one. Yeah. It's a light drink. Well, I mean, cider. Most ciders I get are like four percent. Most ciders are like four, four and a half. Yeah, most yeah. maybe the strongest cider I've seen is like your cheap gut rot cider, like your yeah, white yeah. cider, with like seven and a half percent. And shit like that. That's the stuff I drank as a teenager, well, <laughs> as a younger person. And look how you turned out. Gut rot pulse, you know. But it's been a hell of a show. It's been to catch up with my good friend and get it's been, a, good it's been a crazy show because we have talked a power of crap, man. Don't I, mean, I, 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 I do not envy your need for editing on this crap, man. <laughs> You're going to have to cut out so much. There are going to be people out there listening to this, right? You're going to listen to this and think. Wow, this is the edited version of this? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, there's so much controversial shit in this show, and it's mostly been my fault, you know, because, you know, you know me, Scott, I I, I ramble, and, and, do you know, a lot of the time I think of if, if we're good listeners, man, mate, I, you know, I'm quite a likeable guy. Yeah, <laughs> after a bit of time, yeah. Yeah, you just need to, you just need to bear, you just need to... Better out a little. Yeah. I'm, I'm a good guy. <laughs> I am. I'm a. I'm a nice. I'm a good individual. Damn it. <laughs> Love me and rape me. 
<laughs> Please. <laughs> I need the validation. That'll do. That'll do, Donkey. That'll do. No. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for, for tuning in to whatever the fuck this was. Uh, make sure you, Merry New Christmas. Merry New Christmas. <laughs> and a happy Merry New Year. Something or other. Uh, or whatever uh, it is. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We'll be back soon with another Wrestling Lady episode because you've got Hard to Kill coming up and a lot we of other will, great shit. We will be back with a sober ish, coherent, yeah. well thought out, and noted show. It will not be less. We promise you. We we apologise if you hate it. I mean... If you love it, then join in and get pissed with us. It's I mean, fun. we're a bit pissed now. And it's like, the promises you make when you're pissed don't always work out, so we'll see how that works out. Yeah. Maybe try listening to this episode whilst you're high. <laughs> it may be fun. You never know. In fact, I, I strongly recommend get a high, listen to us, giggle. It'll be fun. <laughs> uh keep that in there that'll sell that'll sell tickets and get me free cider from the sponsors <laughs> what sponsors they're coming they're coming sure make sure you follow us on social media if you feel so inclined at SBLing at Scott McLean or Rogue Pains which we're also available on at or on Facebook underscore pains facebook.com forward slash rambling podcast me and Paul have a big back catalogue on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts, on we've, our feed and the Rogue Opinions feed. We've, we have so much stuff. Listen to something. Come on. Other stuff where you we love have, us. Other stuff where we also have notes, but also are drunken <laughs> rambling. I've my shit. papers. Cool. Other stuff where we have notes, but also drunkenly rambling stuff. Do so you like guys who can't keep on the subject? We have a long catalogue of wrestling, Frasier, and food, and all other yeah. sorts of content out there for you. Scott could make a whole special show on his constant eye-rolling or sounds of annoyance of me during shows. I don't know how I could do an audio show based on eye-rolls if I'm on his ball. Oh, I could, could do that. That could be like an ASMR show, you know. I don't think you can even hear eyes rolling, though. Well, you can definitely hear your sighing, though, when you go, yes. ugh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't usually oh I just I, I give a visual point and then I just I just yell at you to like is there a point to this weird story you've taken us on Paul and sometimes I go yes but most of the time I go no but also if you want to hear us rambling coherently but slightly more structured you can hear us on Rogue Opinions at Rogue, like I said Rogue and Square Opinions on their feed the same podcast that you find us we have the Rogue Retro Smackdown review and that is fun we are we are on the road to SummerSlam 2000 there is so much Steve Blackman in that, if you're a Steve Blackman fan. <laughs> Steve Blackman's a man. If you're not a Steve Blackman fan, then I encourage you to try it anyway. I'll make you one. <laughs> well, that is just about all the time we have for this episode, Paul. It's been a great catch up with you, my friend. It feels like ages. It has felt like ages, but it's been awesome, man. I've, I've enjoyed it. I mean, we've talked a pile of crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, a severe pile of crap, but it's just... It's been good getting back on the podcast route, man. It's always going to be this way. Every year we do it, first one back after Christmas, it's going to be a lot of garbled crap. I mean, last year in our rap, apparently our New Year's episode was like one of the most listened to episodes, if not the most listened to episode that we did, even, wow. though, it's the mo- even though it's the most like unstructured one. So clearly our listeners in 2022 thought, Ah, huh, that was a good episode. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, we'll, we'll hope, give them this one. And hope and hopefully you enjoy this, and hopefully it's not all downhill from here. Hopefully the only way from here is up. Yeah, and once again, trying to be a, I suppose a little serious here, but 
from both of us, uh, I would like to say I think we both wish all of you a fantastic new year. I hope everything is fantastic for you throughout the year and long may you keep listening to us. And commiserations if by this point, at the time recording January 6th, if you've already failed or broken your new Oh rest- shit! <laughs> I broke my cigarette. If you've already failed or broken your New Year's resolution, then uh, don't feel too bad. Have a drink. It'll be nice. Yeah, and I mean, if you're like me and you didn't even bother making one because you knew it was pointless anyway, hey, cool. Good for you. Good for you. You stuck to your guns. Well, we'll be back soon when we're on a bit more, we're a bit more sober and a bit more structured. Until then, again, a Merry New Year and thanks for tuning back in. See ya. Mm -hmm.